Hey there, welcome to episode 28 of Coming Home to Yourself. My name is Amy Briggs and I'm your host. I'm an integrative change worker and transformational coach. So I help people who are making big changes in their life or embarking on some project that is really meaningful for them. Through the lens of integrative change work, which includes neural reprogramming, hypnosis, and working with the unconscious mind, I help my clients examine their limiting beliefs and literally change neural networks so that what they're thinking and feeling supports the change they want to create. It's pretty cool work. If you are interested and want to know more, you can visit my website, amybriggscoach.com. So yesterday I recorded a podcast called Two Kinds of Love. This was an idea that was inspired by a situation with a person in my life. The idea being that even if human love and human relating is tricky, there is a level of eternal or pure love that's there regardless. So today I want to um, go into a little more detail with something I touched on yesterday, and that is healthy communication. As I was thinking about it, I realized that there are real things we can do to improve how we communicate with other humans, especially the ones who are the closest to us. And sometimes that can be the hardest when they're the closest to us. As I mentioned yesterday, um, if you have been in therapy for any amount of time, whether um, individually or with a partner or with a loved one, you might be familiar with some of what I'm going to say, especially if you've had a good therapist. Because it's not a given that you're going to touch um, on these ideas in therapy uh, regardless. So my husband and I have a therapist who is absolutely wonderful. We sometimes see her together and we've also seen her individually. She has really helped us learn how to communicate better, more effectively, more openly and lovingly when we have an issue or um, there are intense feelings about something, lots of stress, or, or one or both of us is feeling hurt. If you haven't been through much therapy in your life, these ideas could really help you. And that's my intention. So I really believe that healthy communication it's a skill. It is a skill that is worth practicing and investing in. I realized that there are two important components, I could call them sub-skills, of good communication. The first is being able to talk openly, clearly, about how you feel, especially when that is uncomfortable. And this is a challenge, isn't it? I mean, I think um, as a 
recovering people pleaser. It's been hard for me sometimes to actually communicate what I feel, especially if I think it's not going to be received well by the other person. There's a couple of um, things that make this easier. And one of them is language. So using the words, I feel, or um, like, for instance, when you said that, I felt. Or in this situation, I feel. It's really helpful. We want to avoid saying, you made me feel this way, or that made me feel this way. Because the feeling, it really is yours. The other person might not be aware of it, and it's not their feeling. So taking ownership of the feeling as a real thing that you had and you are presenting it to this person as, you know, I feel this way or I felt this way. That's the first sub skill. The second sub skill is really important. And I don't know, for some reason, I can find this one easy to forget. The second sub skill is being able to listen to how someone feels, especially when it is uncomfortable for you. Oh, if we could all listen really well, I think a lot of the conflicts um, and the aggression in our world, it wouldn't be the same. So I really think that this second skill, being able to listen openly, especially when it's uncomfortable, this may actually be harder than the first skill, being able to communicate it. One of the reasons for this is we, and by we, I mean I, have the tendency to get defensive. Remember that when you're listening to someone express themselves, it's about them first and foremost. They feel a certain way. That is a fact and it's a neutral fact. Believe it or not, it is a neutral fact. Did you do something or say something that you might want to apologize for at some point? Maybe, maybe not. But first, it's really important to understand what this other person is telling you. Here are some tips to being able to um, listen and start to comprehend what the person sitting in front of you is saying. First of all, be curious. This person is helping um, you see what makes them tick. If you're in any kind of a relationship with them, which I'm guessing you are because you're in this scenario having a conversation that you want to be more effective, you care about this person, right? Like you probably want to be curious about what makes them them. So the first point is be curious. Second point that will help is to stay detached. Yes, I know this is hard, but like if you consider that what they're telling you about what they're feeling, it's just a fact, it's about them and it's neutral, that can help you stay detached. 
and you need to be detached in order to really take it in and listen. The third um, point that will make this listening easier for you and more effective is let them get out what they're trying to say and don't interrupt. Again, I have been guilty of this so many times in conversation with my husband. I mean, he has done it too, so we both do it. You're listening to the other person in this you know, chunk of time and you're um, wanting to understand what they're saying. So let them get it out. Really listen and don't interrupt them. And then the fourth tip that can um, lead to better listening is again, this language that you're using. So in, um, you know, in change work, we will call this reflecting back. Um, for example, someone says to you, I'm feeling hurt that you didn't call me back. Reflecting back to them would be saying something like, oh, I'm hearing you say that when I didn't call you back, you felt hurt. You're just um, turning the um the sentence around and acknowledging that you're hearing what they said here also in how that reflecting back it is neutral i'm hearing you say that when i didn't call you back you felt right you're you're not saying i'm hearing you say i'm a bad person for not calling you back you're giving the responsibility for the feeling to them but you're also acknowledging that feeling and that feeling was caused by an event. Listening, being a really good listener, I think it's challenging. We live in a pretty aggressive, competitive world. It can be almost like a reflex to get defensive. Um, when someone shares that they're, you know, especially a negative feeling that they're feeling some way because of some interaction with us. We can feel that defensiveness as almost a means of self-protection. But if the person you're talking to um, who's sharing with you, if they're taking ownership of their feeling, really, it is about them, not you. So, being a good listener is letting down your defense and really hearing someone. When you can hear them, you might find that you feel some compassion for them or some attunement with them. You might feel empathetic for how they're feeling. You might ask yourself, when you're having an interaction with someone that feels kind of spiky, what do you really want in the situation? Do you want to be right? Do you want to win the argument? Um, I think we're trained this way, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're trained to be right and to win, but that doesn't actually make good relationships. If you want to be in a relationship with this person, remind yourself, this is uncomfortable now, but I really want to be in a relationship with this person. And by, by relationship, I mean any kind of relationship, um, romantic partners or family members or friends or work um, colleagues. Really good communication requires two people who know how to do this. 
But even if you're in a conversation like this with someone who is kind of not following these guidelines or doesn't know how to do these things, it's remarkable what sensitive listening and responsible sharing will do. I mean, it might even stop that other person in their tracks and it might inspire them to just become a little softer and to even want to pick up some of the skills you're showing them through your effective communication. I wanna share a saying that my wonderful therapist has when it comes to relationships, communication, and especially conflict. This saying is ideal for any kind of loving relationship, one where you really care about the other person. No matter how uncomfortable um, or how much conflict there is, the saying is, love is not at stake here. Love is not at stake here. Meaning, you and I are different people with individual brains. We're going to process things differently. We're going to disagree. And sometimes we're even going to disagree strongly. But underlying all of this is love. And the love is not at stake. I believe so much in this kind of communication. And having said that, it is definitely a skill, one which I do not execute perfectly by any means. As I practice it, I am getting better at it. And I find that my relationships are happier and less stressful as a result of this effective, healthy way of communicating. I'm gonna invite you to try it and let me know what you think. And also share any other additional, I don't know, communication hacks, tricks, tools you have for me, things that you've found important in your relationships. That is it for episode 28 of Coming Home to Yourself. As always, I will leave uh, links to my website and my email address in the show notes. So please do feel free to drop me a note. And if you liked this episode, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing so I can bring more of this message to more people who are working on change in their life. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.